You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another SSPN live stream. This is the first live stream that we've done in a while, Ethan, where it's actually been after a game. We just watched the San Antonio Spurs play the Chicago Bulls and our former beloved DeMar DeRozan go for a career high or a tied for a career high fourth quarter scoring points. He pulled up with 23. He walked out with 40. Um, actually a little bit more than that, I think, because the math doesn't add up. But I heard the graphics, so I know he had 19 in the fourth. Um but just took over the Spurs, you know, ended up getting that lead at the end of the third quarter. We're really just hanging with him. It was a back and forth game really throughout the first three quarters. And then if you just look at the box score, that doesn't always tell the whole story. But I feel like tonight it really did, Ethan. Just they won the fourth quarter and that's what won the game. 100 percent. And shout out to Chicago, man. They were really able to keep DeJounte Murray in check for pretty much the entire fourth quarter. DJ had a good game, but it was definitely one of his worst games especially after getting was it two triple doubles in a row just crazy stat lines in the last two wins but seven for 16 from the field it's just unfortunately it's not going to cut it because he's such like such a huge part of our offense so if he's not cooking in the fourth quarter we really struggle to find baskets in other places and then Devin was also two for 10 tonight a really off game from him on the offensive side of the ball Um, and when you're able to slow those two guys down and then DeMar DeRozan does what he does, it's pretty much a guaranteed loss. Yep, yep. This was a DeMar DeRozan clinic, as our mm-hmm. man Boudet says. Shout out to Abdi being in the chat as well. You know, honestly, I haven't really like been able to watch too many DeMar games this year, just with it being like senior year and everything. And this was the first time where I really got to like sit down and just look at like his complete game in Chicago this year. And you can just tell that he's taken everything from Toronto. He's taken everything from San Antonio and he's really just meshed it together. Like he plays great defense. He plays a little bit more physical. He knows when to pass off. He's not going to be aggressive when he doesn't have to be right. But in the fourth quarter, his isolation game is just so complete. Like he's so skilled in those scenarios. Like you can play great defense against him. Like even the Kieda Bates one where it was just splashed, like off the dribble and you knew it was like oh you almost know when he's just like he you can feel him in the rhythm and it's a one-on-one it's almost like you know we were just talking about football before the show a one-on-one with jamar chase a lot of times it's like oh you know he's gonna get that when it's a one-on-one in isolation with demar Derozan this year in the fourth quarter you just know it's gonna be a bucket so you know at least it was him that's all yeah. i gotta say and he, he caught that body on purple and the one thing that i thought when that happened was just that Pirtle didn't react too much because I felt like Pirtle was like, yeah, this happened in practice all the time, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty used to this. <laughs> like, Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, that was a big dunk, too. Like, I was like, oh, man. Like, I had, like reminiscent of when he put it down on uh, on uh, Toronto his first year in San Antonio. Remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah. same vibes. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. Like you said, former team, he just goes hard. And you know, he was a little frustrated, you could tell, with the refs and mm-hmm. kind of Keldon, Keldon playing yeah. him physical a little bit too. And I think that he was just, you know, like, hey, 
Like, I love these guys. You know, they got that one in SA, but I'm not letting this happen twice. Like, mm-hmm. I we're we're better than them, like, overall. And he's right. And yep. you kind of, that, that's the other thing with this fourth quarter. I think that the dudes, you know, this, they didn't show it on their face, but I feel like they were probably a little bit affected by the way that DeMar was playing. Like I said, this could be something that happened to them over and over again in practice, right? Kind of deja vu type thing. Mm-hmm. But now on another side of the court, um, and just the way that he took over the fourth quarter with, you know, you have Vucevic out there, just a much more older and more experienced team um, yeah. that is going to be a Eastern Conference Finals contender versus mm. a young Spurs team fighting for the playoffs. Like, that's just what you saw in the fourth quarter. It kind of made sense. You know what really grinds my gears, though, Jude? What? <laughs> You know, when you look at the Bulls on paper and they're starting five, uh-huh. other than other than Vucevic, you're like, all right, size-wise, we match up pretty well. Yeah, Javante Green's only 6'4", and he kind of plays mm-hmm. big. Yep, exactly. Derek Jones Jr. is pretty much their four off yep. the bench, and he's only like 6'7", 6'8". Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, we can handle these guys. We can, we can, we can keep it even on the boards and in the paint. We were out-rebounded 53-33. to 33. And it just really grinds my gears, man. <laughs> Nobody had double-digit rebounds. I'm looking at the stats right now. Nobody. And Zach had two boards. Kata Bates had three. Lonnie Walker had five. That was our bench, basically our bench unit rebounding-wise. It was just a struggle all night long. Second chance points were big for Chicago. Javante and they had a Javante and a Derek Jones lineup out there. Mm-hmm. And they just kept getting tip backs, tip back, like, like five in a yeah, row. Yeah, he like, had nine. So Javante had nine and Vucevic had 16. I love Jakob, but you can't let Vuce do that to you, bro. No, no. Yeah, I was thinking about that because I'm watching the NBA TV stream for this one and they have the Bulls announcers on. And mm-hmm. they uh, there was at one point he was like, Pirtle can't guard him. And at that point in the game, that's kind of what it was like. And I was like, man, like... It's just kind of an off night, kind of like with Devin. You mentioned that a little bit earlier, and I feel like that's another big difference in this game throughout the rodeo road trip. I sent you a tweet earlier today. He's been averaging 17, great, efficient shooting. You know, mm-hmm. has been, you know, unleashed kind of uh, with in light of the Derek White trade, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But we're going to finish recapping this game first. Um, you know, non-existent tonight really until the fourth quarter. But I will say the one thing that you can always count on with Devin is he was still there. He had that, I forget who he swatted, but he had a nasty block early in the first half. He also had a good steal. So he's always there defensively. I think he was just, you know, like with a second year player, when they get hot, especially when they get the starting lineup type thing and you start getting a little bit of the social media stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that those are just bound to happen with second year players. They'll they'll have an off game here and there. He's just still so young. Um, but you can see the consistency and you still love to see the good defensive performance from him, um, despite the offensive lack of potency there, because when he is potent and Keldon and him are throwing lobs like they have been the past two games, um, that really opens up the offense and probably would have been the difference tonight. So, um, definitely got to give DeRozan a little bit of credit there. He was on Vassell a lot tonight. Uh, when Vassell was on offense. so And the other thing was, too, about Vassell's performance tonight, 
he just missed a lot of shots. Like that comes down yeah. to execution. Yeah. And when you talk about the offense, this is another thing that I've really been thinking about watching these past three games since the trade deadline is the offense is still like, it, it really has opened things up trading Derek as much as I love Derek so much. Like the looks that Devin was getting like those looks, the Spurs were not getting as much before this trade. So that's another thing when Devin has a normal shooting night, you know, this won't happen. So and I thought, honestly, when we traded Derek, I was like, that's going to be rough when we go to the bench unit because nobody's going to be a facilitator, really. We might be missing that. And, and I was really surprised. Trey Jones, I know Dude, he didn't have any points. He's but ready. He is a point god already. Yeah, yeah. Like, he can run the offense, I don't want to say better than DJ, but he's definitely like very fluent and quick with it. And their, in, their, their transition offense is just off the hook. Him and Lonnie Walker, the combo there, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting to watch. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do want to give a shout out to Boudet here. He makes a good point. Uh, DeMar definitely did oh, get yeah, Devin did. on some fakes, but overall still a good performance to, tonight. I mean, you could, I mean, how many people does DeMar get tonight? How many people does DeMar get every night? Every but night. that, that once again, it just goes back to like that combination, like him in Chicago is just like the best version that we've seen of him. Mm-hmm. And they were making a great point too. He's not even top five, like in MVP voting. That's crazy. They have Caruso out. They have Lonzo out. And he's winning these games like <laughs> going crazy in the fourth quarter specifically. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't, I couldn't believe that when I heard that. I thought that everybody was kind of just like, yep, DeMar is an MVP candidate. Maybe he doesn't win, but. I thought it was just unanimously assumed that he was up there. He's not even top five. I was like, that's disrespectful. That's terrible. <laughs> and it's on the Bulls, too. Like, it's not like he's, you know, playing in San Antonio anymore. That's mm-hmm. the weird thing. So I also liked what Abdi said here. Um, this was still a competitive game. If you look at the score, it might be a little bit misleading with the way they pulled away in the last two minutes. But yeah. that's the thing. It was a four, six-point game with, like, you know, a minute and 40 left. So they brought it down to the wire. They did kind of fall apart in the fourth, but considering that this Bulls team has still been hot despite the injuries and they still have some players out there, Io Donsuma, I totally messed up his last name, but he's the Illinois legend. Um, He was playing really well tonight, (laughs) even though he fouled out. (laughs) I'm glad that entertained you, Ethan. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) I don't even know, dude. I don't know how it's spelled. Donsumu. I think it's Dosumu. Yeah, Dosumu. Okay. Dosumo or something. I like like his first name. Io, that's a... I I feel like I would go crazy on the bench. Oh, yeah, Io. And, <laughs> but anyways he played well um and they still have Vucevic and DeRozan uh and Kobe White Kobe White went crazy too sniper since they've moved him to the two and kind of because he was a point guard at North Carolina he's turned mm-hmm. into a sniper playing off ball uh Levine was out too that's another big thing but still a competitive team and you like to see him being competitive with uh a team like the Bulls mm-hmm word all right. Well, I want to give a couple other more shout outs. RR210TX, appreciate you being in here. M Easy. Um, and of course, everybody else already. Oh, Nick, that's who I was forgetting. I knew I saw somebody else. Um, but yeah, man, uh, any final thoughts on this Bulls game? We didn't expect them to win. Yeah. We- but, but they were competitive and it was it was fun to see. If, if DJ and, and um, Devin don't have an off night shooting the ball, we probably get the dub. Yeah. In all honesty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the crazy thing is it's like, I mean, obviously Vassell, when you look at the stat sheet, not good, but 
DeJounte still managed to have 19, 11, and 6 with two yep. steals. So it's like, that's the point that we're at with DJ, which is a good thing that, like, this is his subpar game, which is crazy to think about because two mm-hmm. years ago we would have been like, this is amazing. So <laughs> how about that? <laughs> True. Facts. Another good thing and a good point from Alex here, uh, Zach Collins, you know, had to sit the other night, but I was just really happy to see him out there because I wasn't sure after the when I saw ankle and I just saw him in street clothes again, I was like, oh, boy, are we about to get the freaking Kawhi situation again? Like not obviously not as severe, but like as a trade, but just with him, like, you know, being out indefinitely and we have no information. So him coming back out, playing physical, getting a little dirty. That was a really good sign just for his health long term. You, you caught me there. You really did, Ethan. This is why you keep me in check. I appreciate yep. it. <laughs> Jude, like, Jude likes it when our big men get dirty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Down I low. I don't like them clean. <laughs> they got to play dirty anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was such a fun game, Abdi. That, that really, you know, it makes it easier because it's Damar when you lose tough ones like this. So it, you could enjoy a little bit of it. So that was mm-hmm. good. But anyways, let's just get into the nitty gritty here and kind of talk about what's been going on. And of course, the huge news since we've last been live, Ethan, trade deadline. The Spurs made some freaking moves. When does that happen? I'm pretty sure this is like the most trades that they've made in the regular season, either in history or in like at least four decades. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the trade deadline? Overall, I was actually very happy with the moves that we made. We actually traded Thaddeus Young. I know we had to throw in my boy Drew Eubanks into the trade to make it happen. Dude, we took a moment of silence last episode, Mm -hmm. and I think that we just knew. Yep. Yeah, we did. Unfortunately, we did know. Oh, yeah, it's sad. But we got – who did we get in back? with that one that was Goran Dragic in which yeah, we bought and out picks. and then like a first round pick which is nice we got two another first round pick with the Derek trade I know a lot of people were upset with Derek being traded I miss him too I mean he's always been a, a huge um, player for us and I always liked his personality and what he did in the Denver Nuggets series will live uh, in Spurs fan memory forever lore uh, yeah in Spurs <laughs> lore but in all honesty, I think it's probably better, best for the team to make that deal. Josh Richardson is a 3 and D guy, really a role player that can play off ball, maybe a little bit better than Derek White. Probably doesn't do anything else better than Derek White, but he at least will probably be a better fit next to DeJounte Murray if we want to put him there or next to Alani Walker if we want to put him there. Who knows? Romeo Langford's a nice young piece that we can continue to develop, to develop next to our other young guys, maybe get a little more, more playing time here than he would in Boston. And then Sadoransky, just another vet that can kind of add depth. I don't expect much out of him. We talked about this beforehand. Other than Josh Richardson, I really don't see any of our new acquisitions playing that much. Um, But getting three first-round picks in this upcoming draft is huge. And giving Devin Vassell and Trey Jones and Josh Primo minutes now with the trade of um, Derek White, I think will go a long way as far as developing our young players for the future. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I really like this comment from Abdi too. So I really true. think I've, I've watched some of the clips and highlights of Derek out there. And I think that he's going to there. He's going to like more value. His value will be able to be. I don't I'm not able to do this sentence it very will be well. Amplified. Right? It will be amplified, uh, you know, getting to play off of a Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Ethan, 
I wish we would have made the the pairing video on Spurs Tube TV about Derek White because then you would have been spot on with Jalen Brown. Yeah, um, but we made it about Dejounte. Uh, but this was still shocking, and I don't know if you heard the story of Derek. I mean, first of all, he played the next day, which is just the type of guy that Derek is, and just shows it. Um, mm-hmm. But Pop came to his room, told him he was traded. He said he was completely shocked, wasn't expecting it at all. Um, which is just, I think that's a very interesting little tidbit there. Um, and then just got on a plane and dipped like, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's just wild how you can, you know, he said in the post uh, game press conference with the Celtics that, you know, pop raised him, groomed him, like made him the player he was. He said he gave him a lot of confidence. And when you think about him, you know, in his journey, you look at him, you know, like really what probably 10 years ago, he's like got this big of arms like they're this wide you know and so his journey is just crazy and he feels like he wouldn't be the person he is or you know his ceiling wouldn't be as high as it is without pop so to hear that from him and just to hear how sudden it was and out of nowhere you know you forget about kind of like the humanity and like these trades and stuff and like how people just have to dip like he had you know probably like he had a house you know they got to do a whole real estate thing now like that's Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild, but um, but regardless of that, though, I'm glad to see that he's able to really help them out in Boston. Um, yeah, him and Marcus Smart next to each other—that's the most annoying backcourt in the history of the NBA. In all honesty, <laughs> like is... the amount of charges they're going to draw and all the, the flopping that the pair of them do, and they're both just really good defenders at the same time. Um, I was going to say something, and oh yeah, I texted you. For those of you in the comments that are still missing Derek and think maybe it was a bad trade, that, you know, all that jazz, think about the George Hill trade in 2011. This is what it reminds me of. How every, George Hill was a fan favorite, a pop favorite. Everybody was like, why would we trade a guy who was a, a really good facilitator and, and playmaker for some unknown dude in a first-round draft pick, which turned out to be Kawhi Leonard? Hopefully one of these picks we got from – uh, Boston or even Romeo Langford, who knows, who knows what he's going to be, uh, turns out to be a really quality player down the road for us and can get us back to the finals. And hopefully Derek White, like George Hill, you know, carves out a really significant career for himself in the NBA and helps a lot of other teams uh, make deep playoff runs. Absolutely. And another thing that I totally forgot, he's going somewhere that's familiar. He can find oh, yeah. Ime Udoka. He can find Will Hardy. They know how to utilize him. That's going to help his transition a lot more. Uh, you saw the wholesome interview that he had with Jason Tatum after the game. Light skins. Um, yes, yes. And that's the, okay, so here's the other thing, Derek. The one thing that I'm super freaking jealous of is that now the Celtics get to make memes about Derek's afro. Yep. That was us. That was our thing. He was ours. <laughs> <laughs> Now he's taking him away from us. Anyway, so sad. We gotta so get a new sad. afro, buddy. It's okay. Maybe Primo will grow it. <laughs> he's pretty much got a fro. Yeah, that's what like, I'm gonna really. say. Yeah, there you go. So pre pre fro? No, that doesn't yeah. work. That doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, and the trades <laughs> opened up cap space. Last yes, thing, I forgot to talk about that. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that because there's been a lot of talk here, um, Josh Richardson, just about you know maybe like the long term effects of these trades. You know, people may think like, oh, Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, Sadaransky, like none of these dudes are really going to play. Maybe Josh Richardson does, but he's 28 and it's like had a bad year, kind of just plays off ball. We already kind of have that. You know what I mean? But I think that this is setting something up, Ethan. I really do. I think they're going to make a move in the offseason because, first of all, they set the standard because the Spurs have never made moves, this many moves at the deadline, at least 
within the past two decades, right? Yeah. And you get a lot of picks in these. And, like, think about how many first-round picks the Spurs have this year. It may only just be two. Maybe I'm going crazy. But all those picks, like, you're not going to use them. We're we're not, like, with the amount of young players we have and, like you said, opening up cap space, which I think they're trying to do because – they like that man, Keldon. They like Vassell. They like Primo. You know, they'd rather, they feel like those guys' ceilings are higher than Derek White's at the end of the day. So it all comes down to what's going to happen this summer. I mean, maybe nothing happens at all and we just use all the draft picks and I'm completely wrong, but I feel like there's no way, like we just don't have enough room on the roster logistically, unless we're going to trade a bunch of other people and keep drafting young guys. But still that would indicate a move or so. So we're not going to use all these picks. Um, I don't think that all of those guys are going to get significant playing time. Um, and maybe it's not even as big of a move as I think, but like I think they're setting something up, stacking all these picks. Hmm. Who knows, Jude? Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to see. Maybe my speculation is crazy, Ethan. Uh. What do you think about that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, you know what I think we're going to do? We're going to draft what? three unknown point guards. <laughs> we're going to draft... <laughs> Three unknown point guards that are all six, about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, they can't shoot, but they're great defenders. And we're just going to keep drafting DeJounte Murrays until we have a whole team of DeJounte Murrays. Uh, that's what we're going to do. Well, you know, he's the all-time triple-double leader yeah, for the franchise. For the franchise. So we just have more of those. Uh, M.E.Z. will have the third, I think, third most cap space in the NBA going into the offseason as of right now. Um because I think Sadaransky, Richardson are expiring, correct? Yep, yep. And then Langford, I don't even know. I think, is he expiring? He's on a he's rookie not, contract. Yeah, he's still on his rookie deal. So, so I'm, basically it, it, it's a team option, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I so. could see us making a move, um, depending on who we draft. I could see Jakob being moved because he was almost moved at the deadline. So depending on who we're able to draft or maybe if we're really thinking about making that push for Aiton, like everybody seems to want us to do in the comments, including me, maybe he becomes available and we try and move him and his contract for what exactly? I don't know. Maybe a first round pick again <laughs> this this coming off season or one of those wing guys that like we were talking about, like a Lou Dort type role player that can kind of just fill a need for us. Um, who knows? Who knows? Will Keda Bates Diop even be with us next year? Yeah, <laughs> like, that, no, no, that's really a, that's a legit question. Um, and that's I think what all this is pointed to because there's a lot of expiring deals. Um, I mean, you have you know a lot of guys on co- rookie contracts still, but I mean Lonnie's up. Um, I think Keldon's going to go into his last year next season, um, and then you know it's going to Devin's following right behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of decisions to be made. Um, and probably a lot of changes on the team again. And so that's kind of the fun thing when it comes to this rebuild, we're actually seeing a lot of different movement, something that is, you know, not common in San Antonio when it comes to the team's history. It makes it for a very interesting SSPN off season, Jude. Yes, it does. Yes, of, it does. A lot of lives for us. Yes. And <laughs> I know it's, it's funny too, cause it's like, that's kind of how this whole thing got started really was last off season. So mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued. Definitely. We're going to have a lot of fun content there, but, um, I know we kind of touched on him a little bit earlier, but let's just do another update on Zach Collins. I mean, what do you think of his performance tonight? I know that he got beat a couple times by Vucevic, but he also stuffed the crap out of DeMar at one point. Yeah. Um, and made another nice post move. I saw that. So 
What is just your thoughts on his overall performance? He's still getting comfortable. You can kind of tell he's still trying to find his his rhythm and get his strength back and his lower extremities pause. But you know what I mean? <laughs> when you haven't played basketball in two years, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of like, you know, strength that you have to get back as far as guarding bigs and banging down low. And that might be a reason why he only had two boards tonight. But despite that, I still think he's a, an improvement over uh, a Jacques Landell at this point and a Drew Eubanks, who is unfortunately gone. I would much rather him get those minutes um, because each game he just gets a little bit better, a little bit better. And I, I like what I see from him. Defensively, as far as shot blocking, he's there. Like help defense, he's there. But it's when big guys like Avucevic start backing him down that he's like he forgets like how to defend a little bit. But, but uh, I'm sure that'll come back with time. Yeah, there's a little lot of comments here saying that maybe we play him at the four a little bit more. Yeah, um, but I'd be fine with that too. But it, it just seems like the Spurs this year, that's not what they're doing. They're and we've seen with the trades, as you know, we came on before here. You know, you got more shooting guards that we're getting back, yeah. and we're just running Jakob and Zach, and then it's small ball the rest of the way, basically. Jude, I want to ask, I want to ask Tavarius a question real quick. Okay, okay. I love you, you Tavarius. I love you. You're always in here. I appreciate you being here. But I don't think you've ever said that anyone's played well. So I just want you to tell me in the comments who did you think played well tonight. Or who had like a decent game? I just want to know that because he's never ever been positive about his first player, and I can't be mad at him because we're not winning, so he's not wrong. But he's also like always no. Col- Collins negative. got beat on a yeah. lot of plays tonight. Yeah, defensively for sure. I just think so funny. No. played awful. <laughs> hey, we, we gotta we gotta hear oh. it somewhat a little bit. Maybe uh, let's see. I don't know. You could you could say Dejounte. Oh, Doug played well. How, we haven't yeah. even talked about Doug. Doug had a crazy game tonight. Kind of disappeared in the fourth, which but the whole team did. Yeah. So, but the way he came out shooting, um, without him having the the night and the start to the game that he did, um, <laughs> yeah, Jakob, Jakob was all right. There, <laughs> hey, respect, <laughs> respect, respect. Um, <laughs> but anyways, going back to Doug. Uh, if he didn't play the way that he did, um, basically he made up for Vassell not scoring until the fourth quarter for them to even have a chance without him mm-hmm. shooting the way that he did, starting the game the way that he did. Um, you know, there's not even a chance to blow the fourth quarter lead because you just don't have one. Yeah, he had three. He had half of our three pointers. Yeah, half of our whole of our team's three pointers. That's kind of crazy. Lonnie played well, too. Yes, we forgot about that also. And that's another thing in these three games. It's just three games. But since the trades have happened and the offense has kind of been a little bit more open and free, Lonnie has really flourished. It's three games. So we could uh, Lonnie has been Mr. Inconsistent throughout the year, you know, Um, so. If he can just harness that athleticism like he did tonight and just play controlled for the most part, he's mm-hmm. he can do that. He can be that type of guy. Um, it, yeah, it's nothing he, crazy, but you know, a bench, you know, microwave. He plays his best basketball when he's aggressive, but he's not delirious. So, like, yes, your first inclination, Lonnie, needs to be get to the rim. That's a good start. Stop with these pull-up jumpers and these threes, like, over and over again, missing, going 0 for 5. Get to the rim. But I don't want you to t- just dribble off your foot and be way overly aggressive when the paint is absolutely loaded. Like, he has yeah. to find that middle ground. And you're, you're right. These past three games, he has done that very well. Part of it may also be because he's playing next to Trey Jones, who's really, his job is basically to get Lonnie going. 
Yeah, maybe because we're not playing Lonnie at point guard. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he's just not a point guard like you've yeah. been saying all season long. <laughs> yeah. But when you put him next to an actual point guard, he's like actually plays decently well. Yeah. He the, the one thing that I noticed that they still kind of he missed a couple in the second half, but for the most part also in these three games, his pull-up jumpers, they have been much more consistent in this three-game stretch and They're he looks confident. more yeah, and he looks more controlled as well whenever mm-hmm. he pulls up and, you know, where that elbow in Lonnie before <laughs> the the beginning of the year, it was just like a you were it was a turnover waiting to happen. It felt like almost, yep. you know, you just were like every single time that he tried to do that, you just didn't know if the ball was going to fall out of his hands. So hopefully he can keep it up, man, because this is the Lonnie Walker that we've been wanting to see for forever. I mean, even the Bulls mm-hmm. announcers were talking about it. it's like they've been waiting for him to explode because it's like if he can do this type of thing every night. I mean, this is this is not Manu Ginobili like levels at all. But when pop compared him to him, like when he can go out and score 20 on a night like this, like that's the type of thing that we've been hoping to see out of him. And that we saw in that rockets game that we always go back to. Um, so hopefully he can just be a little bit more consistent and keep this up and it, and hopefully it was an offensive thing. And Brian Wright is just mega mind. <laughs> Maybe hopefully, he's, hopefully Brian Wright and Brian Wright. We trust. this this is this is the best comment i think one of them the best comments we've ever had white dog skater lonnie needs to be a father first just had a kid shout out to him and his career will flourish so this is what it was he just you know he knows he's about to have a kid and now he's just motivated he's just ready he's got that inner that inner father drive he's got a testosterone burst that's what's happening to Derek too he just Mm -hmm. needed change the scenery there's something about spreading your seed jude it just <laughs> something really about makes it. you play better basketball <laughs> i feel that way i man. got 12 kids man <laughs> i want 12 kids do you really i'm gonna say off topic but really <laughs> no 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 let's talk about that <laughs> yeah and that's the other thing that's kind of interesting too i forget that manu ginobili is technically on staff as a coach like I know we talked about that a while back, but I just forgot that in the midst of the season. So maybe he's still working with Lonnie. Lonnie <laughs> talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see. It didn't really work the first half of the season. But I hope we it's good to have finals. him around. I hope we make the finals, Jude. And then just like we, Manu comes out of retirement for a game. <laughs> like Eric Weddle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. He's just playing in the finals, gets a dunk. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we play the Heat, and then Chris Bosh comes out of retirement, and they can poster Chris Bosh again, <laughs> just for old times' sake. Absolutely. All right. Well, the other topic that we had, and even though didn't have the greatest game tonight, but we still mentioned it earlier, still had a good game overall. Is Dejounte Murray? Uh, the two games before this one against the Pelicans, and I forget the other team that we played. Um, that horrible i can't remember yeah i can't remember it either but we we know we played the pelicans last game point is the past two games Dejounte murray made nba history whenever it comes to stats okay since stats have been recorded since 1977 and the 1978 season against the hawks and the pelicans (laughs) um Dejounte is the first player to have back-to-back games with at least 30 points and 10 assists and like one or less turnovers um he's the only person ever to do that so literally making history uh the past two games and was just going crazy and you saw a little bit of it tonight i think there might have been 
a little bit of hey my back's a little bit sore tonight guys um <laughs> so what he said his back's a little bit sore because he's been carrying the team the past two um, games. Yes, yeah yeah yes. get your mind out of the gutter ethan yeah, i was like well excuse me <laughs> i'm about to i don't know anyway he just <laughs> he just made nba history the past two games and yes. this is what you're thinking about yeah excuse me i'm sorry <laughs> it's valentine's day Give me he's a break. been balling <laughs> hey hey that that's a good point but yeah, like everybody's saying, DJ has just been balling. Um, so what are your thoughts on his performance uh, since the trades? He's playing like an all-star. It's like he got that off of his back. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, <laughs> that. <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about that. Uh, we traded Derek White, so I'm sure he heard some of the noise. It was like Derek White was way too important to our team. We're just going to tank. And he was like, no, we're not tanking. We're making that playoff push. Drew King. <laughs> I'm sorry, Drew. <laughs> Mr. King. <laughs> yeah. Legend Drew King in the you know, chat. DJ's balling. What do you want me to say? He's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's not too much else to say, but, you know, just with the way that he's been playing, um, it's just another testament to the fact that I really believe he can be at least a part. I don't know what number he would be, but I believe that he can be a part of a big three on a championship NBA team. Um, and even tonight on an off night, he continued to prove that. 19 11 and 6 you know wasn't able to get um the best shots in the fourth quarter there missed a couple but from what he's been doing every single other game it's like you give him a pass that's pretty crazy that he had 11 assists despite pretty much everyone else also having a bad shooting night yep yep wow probably a bunch of those were to doug <laughs> yeah probably dude i love how doug takes it to the rim like it's just like all momentum like, his, like before he even catches the ball, he's already like at a full sprint. I don't, I don't <laughs> even understand how he does it, but it's so much fun to watch. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's another thing that the Bulls were announcers were talking about. Just like he's deceivingly quick, like you wouldn't yeah. think it. And it's one of the other things that we've really learned this year, his cutting ability. Like he's not just a shooter. And that was really on display once again tonight. Like the first play of the game, it was just dug like back and forth motion, like yeah. off three screens until he finally got open and it led to a bucket. It was like almost like an elevator play, but like in the paint on a layup drive so man you know love to see it from doug and much needed with devin not having the game he does but when devin has a gets back into his normal rhythm it this will be that's that's really where we've been able to see the potency in the offense in the last two games explosiveness from devin (laughs) and i and i know the other thing about the pelicans game yes it was game one with cj mccollum but like that was him playing in that game still made that more of an impressive win to me oh yeah so Hopefully, you know, they can really start winning some games. Unfortunately, it's like you kind of don't want that to happen because you want the the best draft pick possible. But like somebody said earlier, I forget who it was. They're really trying to make the play in. And even Pop addressed it today. He's like, I get where fans are coming from, but like I'm not going to tell these guys to lose. And unfortunately, I think that they're just too talented to not keep themselves in the playoff hunt. Yeah. And it's not out of the question, really. Yeah. When I say the playoff hunt, I mean the play-in hunt. That's I should have specified that. <laughs> yes, yes. Definitely course. don't mean eight seed. <laughs> mean ten. Get into the play. Let's do what we did last year. We get into the play-in and then we just completely fall <laughs> apart in the first game. <sighs> just like tonight, we'll just play great for three quarters, fall apart in the fourth. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <sighs> DJ, a true baller, fight for the rebounds. Yes, yes, he does. He is a true baller. There's a lot of people that are true ballers. <laughs> My dog. <laughs> Oh my god, they called it. Yeah, it was the announcer. That's a good one. Um, 
Doug reminds me of 2014 Bellinelli. I think he's a little bit more quick and athletic than him, though. He reminds me more of... Uh, and he's taller. They play him a little bit different. But as a shooter, yeah. for sure. Brent Berry. Yeah. That's my comp. That's a really good comp. Because they're buddy. about the same Same, same number, too. Yeah. How about that? Um, want to address this a little bit. The only reason that I'm saying this is because my boy Tari Eason is on here. He's a he's a tiger. So mm. I would love to see them draft Tari Eason in the late first or second round. He's super physical. Um, he'd he'd kind of be like, in my eyes, like a better Kieta Bates, if that makes sense. Like with a lot like Kieta Bates, if he had like a B plus ceiling on 2K. Like I don't think Tari mm. Eason would ever be anything crazy, but he would be somebody <laughs> Who's MVP? <laughs> like the, the, poten- term. the potential, the potential rating. If you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about, I know on my exactly team. What you're about. You gotta put him in that untapped potential. Bro. Yes, because you know he's not. He's never gonna be like an all star, but he's somebody who could be like a super athletic six eight four big man who can play in the paint, um, but then can also stretch it outside as well and can drive to the rim, kind of take dudes off the dribble uh, as well. Jay so, Sean Tate. Oh, yeah, but six eight instead. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. better so a lot better yes so would love to see that um i think honestly he'll end up being a second round pick so that could maybe be somebody that they end up getting there uh and also just to recap the trades we wrote it down so spurs got that celtics first round pick from this year in the trade for josh richardson and romeo langford um and then i want to say so did i forget what we wrote down I don't think we wrote anything down, but we got some more picks back in the Toronto in the Toronto trade with that and Eubanks. But I want to say that that was only like a second round pick or something else. But I don't All think there I was a first round pick in there. Three firsts <laughs> in this upcoming draft. We, got we do. Firsts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, and then we just got the second round pick from Sadaransky, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of picks. So you have three first round picks this year. So that's what I'm stacked saying. draft. It is a stacked draft. Like that's great, but do we have three roster spots? Like that's my thing. Let's see. We won't have Sadoransky. We won't have Richardson. We debatably won't have Lonnie Walker. Well, yeah, that is a good point. Well, he's going to be off the books regardless. Even if we yeah. offer him still, like that's that's another free agent. So yeah, we will. Will we re up Kata Bates Diop? Who knows. That's just going to be a lot of PT to hand around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially if they're first round players, you know, I mean, obviously you want depth, but like, do you get where I'm coming from on this? Yeah, I know exactly. It kind of like what the Warriors did. Yeah. Where they just have like all these, they have like Kuminga who barely got any minutes for the first half of the season. Now he's yeah. going crazy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe it works out in the end, but we'll have to see. You You want talent, but I feel like, like one of those guys are going to get moved, even if they end up picking them. Mm. Let's package all three of them. Yes. That's the number one pick. Yes. I, it would work in 2K. I don't know or, why it would Or work. some, right? Yeah. I don't know why it would work. If either. only the NBA worked like my GM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you, do we have any VC? Can we use the mind trick thing? That was, that was an old thing. I don't know if yeah. they can still do that. Spurs collecting assets for someone like Aiton in a summon and trade. See, this is what this is what I was kind of hinting towards, and it's maybe not Aiton, maybe it's Bradley Beal, maybe it's I don't know, maybe it's somebody we haven't even thought of. Um, yeah, 
around the league that we could trade for. Oh, well, Bradley Beal. (laughs) But we have so many assets that we have not, like, went to acquire before. And obviously, we're at a different stage organizationally. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, to me, it just... Brian Wright is scheming. That's he's he's scheming on the low, just like Drake said on nothing was the same. (laughs) Whatever happens, it's going to be good and we're not going to expect it. Yes, because that's exactly how the trade deadline went. So and the draft and and the the draft season. Yeah, (laughs) everything that that he's done has gone like completely not the direction we thought it would. Yes. Yes. I think that's a really great prediction there, Ethan. I think that sums it up pretty well. Um Alex also says Collins has a team option. He has a team option for like three years. Like, yeah. like yeah. yeah. Let's hang on to him. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and the only obstacle for him is just staying healthy consistently. Mm-hmm. That's really all it is because I think he's a solid backup center. Hear me out. Sabonis. <laughs> Again? <laughs> uh, honestly, dude, we can get Sabonis. <laughs> Marvin Bagley the and Kings, Dude, the Kings. Let's go get Darren Fox. Look who too. they just traded for. <laughs> like you just traded Halliburton for him. Oh I know. my gosh. And we like Sabonis, but like if you just there's no no no. At that point you should just trade Deer and Fox. Like, I don't yeah. know. For somebody else, maybe. I don't know. But what would Tyrese Halliburton is just so to? young. Like it'd be like us giving up Devin. Or KJ. Not, it would be like, yeah, exactly. But like, honestly, Halliburton's like above KJ. If we want to be realistic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. At this yeah. point, yeah. So, it's even more severe. It's like trading like Dejounte like two years ago. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But, oh yeah, Bagley is in Detroit right now. I don't know why I thought we, they still had him. Detroit's just a swamp. <laughs> And Cade Cunningham is trying to save it. He's trying to save it. Yikes. Cunningham. Yep, yep, yep. That's a bad one. Oh, Lord. Clip it. Clip it, Rob. Put it on the Spurs Tube TV. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, I I don't know. MAZ's really against the whole Aiton Max money thing. Um, I don't know. I see where he's coming from because Aiton's the third option on that team. So... Maybe he's not worth it, but I like him. I like him a lot. He's got a lot of I upside. like him a lot, too. I think it's also just the Spurs thing. We're like, we probably feel like we're going to get more out of them than the Suns would. And it's not that the Suns didn't get a lot out of them. They went to the freaking finals. But yeah. at the same time, it's just like he would have a bigger role in San Antonio. And then on top of that, you have the development staff. You saw... I mean, you see how Zach's been playing, too. It seems like he's a better version of himself after not mm-hmm. playing basketball for two years. Um, obviously, we know he had some great games in Portland, but I've from and this may just be through Spurs colored glasses. And he, he's only really played in three games. But so far, that's what he looks like to me. Yeah, he is restricted, though. So I don't know what the odds are on that, actually. Yeah, happening. yeah, that's that's the big obstacle. Um, Let's see if we can get Kyrie Irving. <laughs> He loves the Spurs. We were his like number one target when he wanted out of Cleveland a while back. Remember originally. when Durant was supposed to come to the Spurs the year that he went to the Warriors? Yes, I do. Imagine I do. Kawhi, LaMarcus, and KD. God. Would have been so good. And Jonathan Simmons. And Manu. <laughs> and Manu. Yeah, I like Manu. how he said Jonathan Simmons before Manu. 
Oops. And Bobo. <laughs> oh, and Bobon. Dude, so is Bobon a free agent? Or is he just doing commercials now? I don't know. I don't even know. Is, is I think he's playing. Team? He's on the Mavs. Is he still on the Mavs? Yeah. Is he just riding the bench? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. And, I, yes, I, why, he is. You are absolutely right. But he's reunited with Davis. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah, White Dog, you're not wrong. The, the free agency class this offseason is pretty scarce. A lot of player options. The big names have player options. Um, does Zach Levine have a player option? He does not. But I don't see him leaving See, He's coming to play with his Seattle brethren. Dude, I would lose my mind if that happened. But That's what we're going to do. He loves Pop. He played with him at Team USA. This this may not actually happen, but this is this is my narrative of it actually happening. This is the reality that I want reality to be, which okay. reality may not be, but we're gonna we're gonna roll with it for right now. So he loves pop from Team USA. He's boys with DeJounte. He sees what DeJounte's doing. He sees they got some other pieces. Devin Vassell. I know I just I don't know why I said his name like that, but Devin Vassell. Vassell. <laughs> I was trying to say two <laughs> names, but I just ended up saying his first and last name. Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Josh Primo. Right. Keita Bates Diop mm. is a nice piece. Zach Collins got a little bit of nasty space in the floor. Jakob's pretty good. Um, this is obviously a pipe dream to an extent, but he's talked to DeMar. He knows their real ones. He knows DeMar loved his time there and likes that young core. So that could be somebody that, look, especially if the Bulls make a big playoff run, probably going to be slim to none. But you have the cap space. You might as well throw it at him. Get DJ mm. his partner in crime. I'm fine with that. And then it's a plot to move the Spurs to Seattle, and then they're the Sonics, and then we cry. <laughs> yep. This is the NBA's plan. The NBA's conspiracy to get a team back in Seattle is they're going to pair DeJounte Murray and Zach Levine together. Hey, Jude, I got to make somebody <laughs> a little upset real quick. What's been happening in the comments? No, I mean, nothing bad. Nothing okay. bad. Everybody's making valid points. Amizi here made a very valid point. The Suns are 18 and 3 without DeAndre Ayton. 40 million for Ayton. You are bugging. But it's the you're bugging part that gets me. You don't want to know why, Jude? Because it's not spelled properly. It's not spelled properly. Yeah, yeah. No, that is a good thing. I always, when me and my friends try to insult each other and then we have a typo, it just mm. kills it. And then, like, everybody else in the chat just dunks on them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, bro, you gotta, you gotta get. The apostrophe R E. It's okay though. It's okay. I'm easy. And honestly, that that's a pretty good. Pretty you know good I, don't yeah, know. I don't think I don't I'd want to pay forty mil for Aiden. Heck no. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I would think like more like twenty five. Mitchell which, Robinson's not bad. Maybe that's yeah. not competitive. I like Mitchell Robinson. That boy is a he's a Louisiana boy. Yeah, I like him too, but the dude's gotten hurt a lot. And I yeah. can't for the life of me, I don't know why he's not playing. He's kind well. of frail. Like. He's just yeah. skinny. Like I well, hate to he's say beefed that. up, but now because he's beefed up, now he's got like knee problems yeah. too, which is like I feel so bad for him because I think like about him. Zion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, bro. Yeah. That the, the Pelicans. That's a whole other thing. Uh, somebody on the last podcast made a comment, and I forgot to mention it. I don't even. I don't even think he's available this offseason, so I don't know why he brought <laughs> it up. But they wanted Jonathan Isaac. Um, on that team. And I love Jonathan Isaac. I would welcome him with open arms. The dude's like a 6'11", 3'4", 5' combo. Yep, exactly. He's a defensive monster. For sure. Bring him aboard. I don't know how we would get him, but bring him aboard. Yeah. I think that, you know, he's just been in Orlando for a while. Like, mm-hmm. he was there, signed that contract really, like, before 
the kind of new role or direction the organization mm-hmm. was taking. So and he got that's hurt. a little realistic. Yeah, it got hurt through that too. Um, so I could see them maybe just moving on from him. He's been there for a while. It hasn't really – I mean, he's played well, but it's just like constant, constant losing. So therefore, more <laughs> constant – constant somebody's uh, mad <laughs> somebody's mad <laughs> oh no oh lord <laughs> hey he got the apostrophe on the it's there so he got, <laughs> oh, he hey. made sure it was right there you hey, go <laughs> there you go we learn and we learn and we don't just educate on the spurs here at ssp and we educate life <laughs> we educate grammar all right so mm-hmm. drew brings up a point here if beal wants to leave dc spurs will be one of the few teams that can afford him so it's true. I, you know, obviously that would probably I feel like if you do the Bradley Beal deal and then you have him and DeJounte in the backcourt, um, I mean I think you keep some people, but there might be some other moves after that. Cause I don't know if like because at that point, if you're signing Bradley Beal, you're trying to contend, right? Mm-hmm. And and he wants to contend. Definitely. I feel like that would be like the subsequent move after that, this is just my opinion, is probably Jakob because that's probably the highest valued player that you'd want to let go of because I think you'd still want to keep Primo, Trey Jones, um, Vassell, all those guys still on rookie contracts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So amazing. We said he was hurt. Rewind the tape, big brother. We yeah. said, we said no. he got hurt. He, he's, he's always he's yeah. always hurt. Anyways, go, but going back. To <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Shoot, no, you're, you're right. good. You're good. Um, and yeah, Beal does want to win a, win a ring. That's another thing that White Dog yes. brings up. So you definitely would have to make some moves and to do some convincing for him. Like I said, kind of keep the young guys that can kind of be role players that would kind of be turned into bench pieces that are still cheap on their rookie mm-hmm. deals. Um, but other than that, you would you would have to probably get one more piece. Like you'd have to get a superior big man um, if that happens. But uh, that's the that's the thing that I'm talking about when it comes to Zach Levine, like. You might as well just throw money at these guys this offseason because you are in a rarefied era where you can do that and not a lot of teams uh, have the cap space. And there are some stars at the top this year. I feel like it's better than last year. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I don't, And I'm not even saying necessarily that I would want to go after Bradley Beal, but like anybody, you know, you might as well just throw him the offer. See what happens. <laughs> Let's give Dante Divincenzo a bag. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna pay him the max. <laughs> yep, yep. Him and him and Damian Lee. He's been playing good. <laughs> hey, Quindary, oh bring Quindary back. Yeah, we need to bring Quindary back for forty mil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see. All right, I'm gonna see what's happening here on the rest of the schedule. Yeah, for the smart. Spurs moving forward. Close it out. Yep, yep. So. Finishing off the rodeo road trip. I know we talked about it a little bit before. Gosh, I don't even want to say good news just with the way that tonight went, even though it's a completely different team. Because Josh Giddy, so they're playing the Thunder next. Josh Giddy had a 21-point triple-double tonight. He's been playing the best basketball of his career. I think he was the first teenager to ever have a triple-double against the Knicks that happened tonight. So he's been on a tear. Um, so they're not going to be easy. Still got Shea Gilgis, Lou Dort. They beat us earlier this year. Obviously, I think that the Spurs can beat them and should beat them. We talked about that in our last live stream, kind of going through all these games. But Oklahoma City up next on Wednesday and then Washington and Miami to finish out the week. So those first two games, um, definitely, definitely super winnable, especially Washington, a completely different team after the Dinwiddie deal and then Bradley Beal being announced out for the season. Um, 
So hopefully you can get back on track to win those two because that Miami game Saturday is going to be a doozy on a back-to-back. Yeah, that's pretty much a guaranteed loss. We can just put that one in. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then you have the Grizzlies on Monday. But I'm interested to see how the new um, system works against those type of teams because I think both of those teams, as of right now, like their rosters are healthier and better than the Bulls. Maybe in the playoffs when Lonzo Ball and Caruso come back, it'll be a different story, but... I want to see how they do against like elite teams. Yeah. So, and full strength. So, yeah. hey, Amazy, you're right. He has had having a few knee issues. Uh, do your homework. It's love. You don't have, to be, so, you don't have to be so mean. <laughs> it's loving. L A V I N E. Ethan. Ethan wasn't trying to. Ethan was just messing around. He he didn't mean it personally. No, 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 no. He's no. making valid points. Yeah. I just keeps messing up. <laughs> yeah. So so are you getting caught right now? Is that what's happening? Am I getting caught? Or do you think? Because I was going to say, everybody knows that he's been having knee issues. He's had them yeah. for a while. Yeah. He's having cartilage problems because he's a leaper. Mm-hmm. They mentioned Did you know that when the LSU Tigers won their national championship in 2019, Joe Burrow played the second half with torn rib cartilage? Yes. Joey Burr. Rest in peace, Joey Burr. He'll Man, be back next year. I hope that he, when that other knee, I'm curious like what knee injury he had in the other knee because he refused medical attention. And obviously it wasn't that bad um, because he played out, but he still like they wanted to look at him. So I'm kind of curious to see if that was anything yeah. too bad. When I first saw that and saw the way he screamed, I'm like, bro, did he just tear his other ACL? It looked <laughs> like, bad. I thought like, he was out. Yeah. Yeah. I was off like, topic. <laughs> yeah. Completely <laughs> off topic here, guys. But that was... That was pretty wild. Yeah. Yes, sir. Anyways. Well, I think that's going to wrap. I like I like how I don't even know where this is coming from, but I just like how there's Forbes in no, the they, comments. Not, it was when we were talking about who we should sign. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just sign that's him what, back, flip him for another second. That's second for round second. picks galore. Yeah. Let's sign Bryn to a minimum. It's always going to be good. Did y'all see yeah. the – we can end it off with this too – uh, the picture of Derek and Britain talking. They both yeah. just looked, it was so obvious that they were both like, yeah, bro, we had no clue that we were getting moved. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no, the boys. Remember when we thought they were the future? Yeah. <laughs> that was the bench backcourt. <laughs> yep, yep. We were like, that oh, was they're it. going crazy. That's the playoff backcourt right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, not so much. Nope. All right. Oh, Lord. Well, let's see. How far away are we from the All-Star game? It's this weekend. It's Sunday. It's this ge- Okay, so DeJounte is playing in there. Have they announced three-point contest? Yep, and we don't have anybody in anything else. Even though, though we have literally Doug McDermott <laughs> is number two and Keldon Johnson is number three in three-point percentage in the league right now. They said that on the Bulls broadcast. What? Yep. Nope. Not in oh it. my gosh! No, I, you know I I shouldn't be surprised at all. No, I'm like not you, like Eubanks said before, you know, they Rest cut Eubanks. <laughs> what is that? No, mm. man. I know we already addressed this, but I'm still upset about it. Anyways, <laughs> Drew Eubanks, man, they really ended his NBA career like that. That's so disrespectful. Yeah, somebody will pick him up and he'll go dominate the G League for him. <laughs> average 30 and 12 i can't wait to watch the g league championship between raptors 905 drew eubanks and the westchester knicks with lucas Samanich. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy eubanks versus Samanich. i'd watch it 
It's like I a it's like a UFC like pay per view theme show <laughs> that they run before it. It's like them staring down. <laughs> oh, so sad, so sad. We really thought both of them would be so instrumental to the team this season. We were way off. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate. We really thought he was going to be a double double machine. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Rest yep. in peace. Yep. Good luck. He's going to the Austin Spurs. <laughs> Yeah, he, I, I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> I almost I almost corrected him and said Austin Toros. I'm such yeah. an idiot. I haven't the Toros in like forever. What the heck's oh wrong with me? Oh my gosh! I remember I had a friend when I was younger that was a ball boy for the Austin Toros, and that was always pretty really? cool. I'm pretty sure he was there when like George Hill was there. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. a long way back. Yep. yep, he's uh he's gonna get signed by the uh, Las Vegas Aces. <laughs> <laughs> No disrespect. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to dunk all over the place, bro. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for tuning in to tonight's episode. We had a lot of fun on this one. I know it was an unfortunate Spurs loss, but um, a lot of good moves at the deadline, it looks like. Um, And, you know, I mean, I think we got a pretty clear, a a clearer picture of what the Spurs are trying to do moving forward. And, you know, there's a lot that's going to play out this offseason. That's kind of what we're just waiting for. Maybe we make the play in and, you know, get excited to watch that game one night. But other than that, it's just the young guys flourishing and playing open, playing free, playing faster. They're pushing the pace more and hopefully it continues throughout the second half of the season. We're breaking free, soaring, flying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is Spurs school musical. On There's SSPN. Not a spur that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if y'all enjoyed tonight's live stream, don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell your friends who are Spurs fans. Tell them to come out and watch. Um, if you want to have links to other episodes uh, and for whatever reason you don't want to use YouTube, actually, tonight's episode was embedded on the Spurs Tube TV website. So just go to SpursTubeTV.com. You can order some merch. We got another order in. Want a big shout out to y'all. We really appreciate that. You're helping out two college kids so um that really means the world to us like the fact that y'all do that so thank y'all so much and to stay updated i tweeted it out earlier today luckily we were able to get it scheduled up on there so you guys could just have some youtube notifications as well but follow us on twitter at ethan underscore quintero and at jude mclaren and you can also go to our podcast platforms on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts breaker all of them there's so many Um, And you can find our show there if you want to listen to the audio edition on your drive to work or anything like that. So once again, thank you all for being in here. We truly appreciate y'all. Go Spurs, go. And we'll see how the rest of this rodeo road trip goes.